Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, AfterBuzzers, we're back here at AfterBuzz TV with the Songland finale episode, and we have a very special guest in studio with us. Stay tuned. You're watching the Songland After Show. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. This is our opening dance segment. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Hello, hello. Welcome back. We're super excited to be here celebrating the season finale of NBC's Woo-hoo! Songland Season 1. Um, we've got some awesome stuff in store. We have a special guest in studio, which you can see sitting right next to me. <laughs> and lots of exciting things to talk about. So first off, I'm going to introduce my lovely co-hosts. You've seen them here at After Buzz on multiple shows, including Nashville and Real Country. We've all done that panel together. First off is Miss JJ Jurgens. You can also find her here on Tom Girl TV. What's up, JJ? Hi, guys. Woo-hoo. Happy finale night. And next to JJ, the beautiful Violet Canyon. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and sitting to my left, we have our special guest, Woo-hoo. Josh Yay. Wood. Hey. Yeah. Hi. Thanks for having me. Of having course. It, we, it took us a couple episodes to get you on because yep. you were on um, the episode five. Episode five, yeah. So we've been in contact with you since then, but we wow. are happy that you made it in mm-hmm. finally. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. It's, it's, it was a fun finale night, and I'm mm. t- excited to talk about it. Yeah, us too. So let's get right into it. Okay. Um, all right. So. We've got our first contestant of the day was TJ Roach and his song. Some- JT. 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 Oh my God. JT Roach. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I was like, did I write it? I know it's going to me. I'm it's so sorry. <laughs> JT Roach. Yep. With somebody to love. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe his song was just so good. I can't it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. You're flustered. Yeah. Tommy Fluster. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to start with you, Josh, because I yeah. know that you have known him for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met JT. Um, I was an intern at a publishing company, and I met him on my last day when he was just being signed. And so when Songland came back about, uh, it was like, whoa, you're you're here and I'm here. And it's it was sort of a cool, uh, you know, coming of the ages story (laughs) where we're both sort of coming up in our own lanes um cool guy i hadn't heard the song that he did and so uh it was really exciting to watch him perform the song and i thought it was a smash right out of the gate i mean i completely agreed with the judges on that one i thought that it was a really really strong song and um i'm excited to see how uh, Shane took it and made it even better. Obviously, I, I worked with Shane on my episode, and the great thing about Shane is that he comes in and he finds the uh, the sweet spot with every lyric, and he's also really good at seeing where any weak spots might be and patching them up. So this song is super strong as a whole, and um, I'm really excited that he did that with JT's song, which was already so great to begin with, um, because obviously it turned out really well for them. They mm-hmm. They got the cut at the end of the day, so... Yeah, I, I thought it was a really, really um, great progression from start to finish. Mm-hmm. It's neat to hear your perspective, especially with working with Shane and 
we're gonna get into all that later. Yeah. Um, what did you girls think about it? Yeah, I put loved it. I just somebody to love. I loved it. I just thought it was the be- lyrics were beautiful. I love his voice, um, and I just I thought it was completely solid. Yeah, and he seemed so nice. Too. Yeah, he did. He's very like, like humble guy. and you know respectful. I liked that in this episode. They all kind of mentioned their side hustles a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Like I always think that's interesting to find out what you know. Everyone has a side hustle, and then the thing they're actually trying to do to make money at. Right. And it's just good to remind people that everyone is always working on their dreams and also working on something else to yeah. get totally. to their dream. To. With this one too, I also liked that. I thought his lyric was lyrics were something that everybody can relate to. I think everybody's kind of had that X or had that moment you know it was a very universal song which i think mm-hmm. is, is good for him yes yes all right moving on our next contestant maddie with her original song darkest days um my first thoughts on this were i loved her voice it was like to me i kind of like mm-hmm. thought it was a little smoky mm-hmm. that's how i would describe it Definitely. but um yeah i i love how um they can just change up the the vibe of a yeah. song with different instruments you know, and it'll sound totally That's, like, different. my favorite part. Like, when they're just sitting there and they mm-hmm. start playing, like, Esther's on her little machine yeah. and they grab the guitar. I'm just like, oh, my God, this is this really? is just magic happening in front of our eyes. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, it's like, wow, these people are music gods. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah, it's, it's really cool to see how a song can come in and, and transform immediately. And, and Maddie is so sweet. I met her at a, a hotel cafe show that we did a couple months ago. And she's, she's definitely one of the most dynamic contestants I've ever seen. And so I was excited to watch her episode and, and you know for her to deliver a song um, and then completely 180 it into mm-hmm. a dance record I think that was really special especially for the viewers to witness that you know songs really can go from you know one thing and take a complete transformation into something totally different and I think it was also interesting it was almost like a, a wild card a gamble for Esther and Maddie to to choose that direction because you know ultimately it's uh, you're trying to get the cut with mm-hmm. the artist um, and so that was their choice to try to give it the strongest bet to get that cut. Um, and I think that she did a killer job. Like, she's got such a sweet energy and an amazing uh, personality. Um, and so I think she really, really killed it, especially with the way the song came out in the end. I was, I love the concept of the song, but I wasn't crazy about the original. I was like, mm. okay, she has a really, really pretty voice. Love her, love her voice. But I was like, okay, meh, I'm cool with it. But then we'll talk about later um, when they change it. I was like, holy crap. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. I had a side note that I loved her voice. I put that down, too. And then, then I put I wanted a little more. Yeah. And that's got to be hard, too, as an artist. Like you said, obviously you want to do what you can to get the cut and make, you know, the artist that you're making it for happy. But as a songwriter, like, to take a song and then be like, we're going to make this a dance record. Like, there has to be right. a little party that's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, it depends. I think certain songs you are very precious with because they're very, very personal. I know songs I've written in the past, it's like, you can do whatever you want with this song. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I've learned over the several years of being a songwriter is that, you know, at a certain point, you it's not yours anymore. And at a certain point, it's like, oh, if, if somebody hears a potential out of this, then run with it. Go mm-hmm. change it. Mm-hmm. Some songs you really do want to keep. But I'm, you know, watching Maddie put Darkest Days up for Songland and with Esther, I think that it was definitely one of those where she was like, let's make this fit to one republic mm-hmm. and so I'm, I'm really pleased to see that she was like so willing and so excited to go that direction with it i thought that was really cool and it shows a lot of like what actually happens in the industry sometimes is that things can really take a 180 turn mm-hmm. so it's nice for the viewers too to get that perspective mm-hmm. yeah. yeah interesting cool 
All right. Um, our next contestant was Tyler, and his song was called Giving You Up. And his side hustle was patching driveway. Yeah, <laughs> I love that so yeah. much. So real. So yeah. real. Like, but that's good. He said he was making 70% off his music. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like, he's good. getting there. And I love watching people's, like, life progressions into mm-hmm. what, they're, what they mm-hmm. want to be doing. Um, so, for me, the things that came up with his song was I loved his voice. I loved watching him as, like, a singer. Like, mm-hmm. I would watch him perform on stage. And it's funny because a lot of the times when I, when I watch the people perform, some of them, like, you see them and... You're like, wow, but they have such a good voice. Like, they could pursue being, like, an artist versus being a songwriter. And he actually said, you know, that they mentioned that he had a good voice. But his point of view was like, but this is a songwriting competition, you know. So I kind of felt like he felt the other way. And you can probably give us a lot of insight on that. But, like, you know, being, like, pursuing being an artist versus pursuing being a songwriter Tell yeah. us some more. No, <laughs> totally. I mean, it's it's one of these things that I think everybody wants to be an artist in a way. And sometimes being a songwriter is being an artist. You know what I mean? Like the art is the creation of songs for um, other people to sing. And sometimes it's the creation of a song for you to sing. And I definitely feel like with Tyler bringing his song to the table, he, he did bring a lot of himself to that performance. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe read with the panel and with Ryan especially, um, it, just the way that he sang it and the notes that he put into it and that extremely like crazy high note that mm-hmm. like who can yeah, hit that except right. Tyler. That's the sort of example where it's like you've now presented a song that's so personalized that maybe that really is the path for that song. You know, because songs can end up in so many hundreds of different scenarios and places and artists or TV shows or movies or whatever. And so I know that Tyler put that song out and it's got some really awesome cover art that I saw on Spotify just now. (laughs) uh, I'm, I'm super excited to listen to it because it seems like the type of... Um, song that can give him that platform to really, you know, break out in his own artistry, which is, you know, as a side note, something that I think is really incredible about the show Songland as a whole is that, you know, there's really no losers that come out of this. You know, it's a competition, yes, but it's also just a display of art. And art can take so many forms. And, you know, it might be Tyler's path right now that this gave him the launching pad to, you know, be his own artist even more. Um, and so I, I like the song and I can see why, you know, One Republic let him put it out himself and mm-hmm. didn't pursue it with the other producers. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's why the show is so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What'd you guys think yeah. about the song? I enjoyed the song. I really, I wrote it on that I liked the vibe of it. So I liked yeah. where it was going. I liked what he was doing with it. But I couldn't see One Republic doing it. All of them, I feel like I could see. I was like, yes, there's a One Republic yeah. song. But this one, I was like, mm. Yeah, and yeah. The, we've seen... Oh, throughout the season other art artists that have kind of done similar things like this song is so personal to you and I can tell that so I'm gonna let you take it Mm -hmm. and you know our last episode too the girl had put out that song that we were like we've heard this on the radio (laughs) um they don't have a pill for this Mm -hmm. song Mm -hmm. and in some way like you said there's no losers so like sometimes I feel like that's a blessing in disguise Mm -hmm. they're like here take this song and you release it and Mm -hmm. like this is going to be great for you so and like we've talked about before there hasn't been a bad one in the bunch you know there's never been a song where like oh what were they thinking or whether you know (laughs) that's what's that's why I I do love the show too that it's been such a positive Mm -hmm. uplifting song and like a show and motivational show because it does show even if you're not picked something else is out there for you totally mm-hmm. yeah okay our last contestant was Brigida 
with Be Somebody, and uh, she was like a little firecracker. Yeah, huh? yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> also, she's from Florida, so I gotta give a shout out to Florida girl <laughs> out there. Um, but yeah, what did you guys think of the song? I'm obsessed. I love it. I love her. I love the song. Um, that like small tweak they made. Oh yeah. At the moment, the be somebody to be your somebody. I was like, whoa, because I felt something too when she was singing it. Because I was like, I felt the whole um, be famous thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think that's what she was saying. She was trying to say, but that's how it was coming across. So when they changed, it, I was like, yes, yeah, it took it to a whole other yeah. level of meaning and deeper, mm-hmm. and yeah, give the song more punch. I could, I completely agree. I think that the the song that was originally presented, you know, and the other thing too that we really have to like talk about is there is editing involved in this, mm-hmm. and like just having been there and knowing that they actually spend like twenty five to thirty minutes like going in on that first original presentation of the song they definitely pinpoint this the parts that are going to allow it to progress you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and so i think what we saw tonight is is a baseline that allowed them to come in and esther to make that strong suggestion of be your somebody rather Mm -hmm. than be somebody Mm -hmm. and that did allow it to take a completely new turn but what i loved about her presentation is that she's so bubbly and she has such a fiery personality that when they decided to basically switch the concept entirely you know she was so for it she was like ready to roll she was like in love with the process Mm -hmm. um, and wasn't too precious about like her original song and I think that that's that's really important to see that you know being malleable and being open to change is a lot of times the key to success in the industry into making it uh, you know into having cuts with artists and being a successful songwriter so Mm -hmm. I was really happy to see her um, um, you know, have that opportunity to to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and she was really cute um, when she got in the studio with Jason. Just she was very oh like, God. "This is so awesome! He's yeah. gonna do my song! Like, I'm so excited! This is gonna be great!" And just like you could tell when she was interacting with him, she's like, "Do you want me to sing it like this, or should I sing it like yeah. that?" Like, so that is good. You I know, love being, that part too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's just go into the second round, and we'll just start with her. So um, when she was in the studio with Jason. Um, they were going after a darker, moodier version. That was mm. their goal with that. So, um, I gotta be honest, okay. I did not hear the song for One Republic oh. until Jason stepped in mm. and like reproduced it and put in those huge drums and those like big anthem style, mm. uh, you know, beats and like reverbs and production. And also a, another note on editing is that this is a short show. It's, you know, 43 minutes without mm. the commercials. But like when I was in the studio with Shane, I was in there for six and a half hours. And then I went the next mm. day and worked for four more hours. Wow. So it's 10 hours just of rewriting and production. And that doesn't even include like the mixing process, the fine tuning, the refinement, then the mastering, and then it's released. And so... I know for a fact that like Jason is a super passionate producer and he really, really cares about his product. So even the small amount of footage that they showed of Brigida and Jason in his home studio, like I know how many like out they probably stayed up all night finishing that song. And what's really great is that the 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 original version versus the the final version, mm-hmm. there's a transformation that is so um it recognizes how much work that I know they put in. Um, so I loved it. I thought that like it was between that one and uh, 
and JTs mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. in the end. So I was I really thought that that might have taken it actually. I did yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. I oh my god the the song that they the finished song or yeah the finished song was so good. I it was the catchiest I think from them all of them. Um, so I was kind of a little surprised because usually I think we've noticed they choose the catchiest song because that's what makes mm-hmm. a hit, right? Um, but I really loved it. Um, and I could hear it on the radio right now. I feel like it is yeah. on the radio. Totally. I'm not going to yeah. say that again like I did last <laughs> week because I Googled the crap out of that and I didn't find it. But, yeah, I could hear it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. JJ? Ditto what you guys Ditto. all said. Yeah. Cool. All, all in agreement then. Yep. All right. Um, we have Maddie in the studio with Esther making a dance record. And uh, I, I thought they nailed it. I mean, when she performed the second time, I was like, okay, I can totally see myself at like a festival yes. in the crowd with hundreds of people around me just like feeling mm-hmm. a song. Um, and I love what they brought out about the happy sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I feel like that's something that people like in a weird way, they like to feel like that. Yes. Totally. Mm -hmm. There's that tension. There's Mm -hmm. that tension between the emotions. That's sort of that middle space that we all live in, that we're all like battling. Um, And I think that's a really good note from Ryan. And I think that Esther and Maddie totally nailed that tension. Um, Having like a big upbeat rhythm to the to the music, and then having this this uh, melody and this top line that was a little bit more Mm -hmm. somber and introspective. Um, And I love that song. And I can see why it maybe was not like ultimately the right fit for one republic but i can hear i can hear it on so many different right. artists mm-hmm. you know yeah i think definitely mm-hmm. that song should come out somewhere yes. if it hasn't i mean who knows maybe it's in the works right mm-hmm. now yeah i think that maddie put is putting, putting it out, it out like, on her own nice. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. nice good for her i See, love when, when the artists do that i love that mm-hmm. it's like, like why waste an incredible song yep. put it out yeah. and let yeah. the world enjoy it. Exactly. We all have such a great playlist now after the I season know. two of all the songs that were produced and then the ones that the people are putting out individually. Yes. Fantastic. Oh my God, this song, <laughs> when they changed it, I was like, yeah. heck yes. Yeah. It was just perfect. And I, I could picture myself just like dancing and just like not giving a mm-hmm. crap. Just uh-huh. like, oh, I love it so mm-hmm. much. I'm going to play it all night. And then they're like, I'm so sad, but there's I'm light. So yeah, so <laughs> there's hope. Yeah. Exactly. It's going to be a good day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, which brings us to our winners. We've got JT mm-hmm. and in the studio with Shane, and I think that's really cool that, like we said, you guys knew each other and you both worked with Shane, yeah. so that's awesome that you can give us insight on that. But um, I would say, like, Shane is kind of, we have a soft spot towards him because we're all huge country music fans, so we know a lot of his country music work, and it's true, like, you know, when they sat down, and he was like, what's the real story? And then when they performed the song, I mean, that was, like, heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Good. So good. He is so good at the lyrics and just getting to the heart and what was going to resonate with people and make Mm -hmm. people really feel and make you think. And, yeah, and I love – I never get sick of it. I say it every time. But I just love watching him watch his people, too. Just the look in his eyes. He's in love with all of them. And he's just, like, almost tearing up. And it's just so beautiful. I love it. Did you get to experience that? Did he look at you like that? (laughs) You know, my song was a little bit more upbeat. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It That's was true. there was a little bit more of a sassiness to my mm-hmm. song, but like 
I definitely experienced that that realness with Shane. Yeah. Like, he really actually cares. And he's not going to let anybody leave the room unless it's not 99%, but it's 100%. And um, I think that it was a knockout standout success with uh, his collaboration with JT this mm-hmm. week because it was a perfect opportunity to, you know, make every single lyric in the song count. And not only that, bring it to a real place from JT's experience that's going to resonate with One Republic and, you know, the whole world. And he he was able to get some more backstory out of JT, which ultimately, if you're going to be a songwriter, that's what a good songwriter does, is a mm-hmm. good songwriter sits with the artist or sits with the story and says, well, what's more detail? Like, you know, kind of like pulling a little bit more out just so they can really live in that space, space of authenticity and find like the deepest meaning mm-hmm. that's really going to like cut to the heart as like Shane said on some of those lyrics so I mean I definitely experienced that firsthand with Shane and I'm so super happy to see that you know he knocked it out of the park with JT on this one mm-hmm. is uh, songwriting like a therapy session um, yeah <laughs> it, it can be I mean sometimes it can be very frustrating mm-hmm. because you, you know a lot of times you know especially when you're writing a more emotional song like that's why country music so awesome for that is because you know when it's like good but not great mm-hmm. and so getting from good to great is sometimes such a long grueling process Mm -hmm. but then once you get it there's sort of this like breakthrough this release that just I mean you're so happy that you finally like locked in the truth of the story Um, and I think that can be therapeutic Mm -hmm. because you like sit with yourself and you like challenge yourself to make it as good as possible and then you know if you strike a chord of truth you you just like so happy that that's now out there living in the world and I think that's the part that's therapeutic for me mm-hmm. the process of getting there sometimes is like banging your head against the wall <laughs> but, you know nice. how it is cool. <laughs> okay well so that um, that was our winner we love the song do we yeah. have a snippet of that song sorry I know I'm kind of catching you off guard here Ryan but uh, just give me a title one more time somebody it, to somebody love. to love pull it up right away just give me one sec cool, cool. And but I love that he played it at Red Rocks Amphitheater. Have you guys oh, been there so yet? Cool. No. It's on my list. I've been there, not during a show, there. but I've been there. That's me. It. I saw it in the just in the snow. My mom and I drove up, but a concert. Gotta be to get there sometime. Yeah, that's cool. All right, here we go. This is it right here. Yeah, just get a little. also see this as like oh the next great God. karaoke yeah. song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll try yeah. to do. <laughs> okay. I mean, I might try it in my <laughs> car. I'm like, oh, 100%. <laughs> you never know. So I totally lied when I said the other song was the most catchiest because this is so catchy. Yeah. yeah. This is really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, it's really perfect for Ryan and I'm, yeah. I'm glad that, you know, you know, the last couple songs that One Republic has put out has been very pop. Mm-hmm. And this feels almost like a return to form in the yeah, way that it's yeah. like big rock yes. anthem that allows uh, Ryan Tedder to sing those giant notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm super excited to see just as a, as a hit what this does and how yeah. it charts and how it mm-hmm. goes off. I mean, I'll probably open up iTunes. It'll probably be sitting <laughs> yeah. toward number one. Yeah. Um, so I love this. I think it's just a success for like music in general beyond yeah. just the show. It really lets him show his heart too. Mm-hmm. Just heart and passion that he has for music and it's just incredible. 
Well, I'm really overall happy. I think this was the perfect wrap up yep. for yeah. this season. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. such a successful show. Like we, I, like I mentioned to you earlier, Josh, but we've covered a couple different like music based shows um, over the last year. But this one was so unique because it was focused on the songwriters. Mm-hmm. No one's ever totally. done that before, mm-hmm. so that is awesome. And we've got a, a, just a little bit of news. If we have our little uh, news flash, <laughs> there we go. Oh, exciting news came out this week. Songland is renewed for season two. (laughs) So I hope uh, this panel gets to come back, schedules permitting. Um, And also, Sam DeRosa from last week. We knew she was a star at some point (laughs) because she did get signed to Monument Records um, and she did release Pill for This. Yay! So that song is freaking amazing. So I'm so glad she got to do that. So, so now it is out. So now, yeah. we're not now, now we know it's out. <laughs> yeah, because when we heard it last week, we were like, wait, I've heard this already on yeah. the radio. Yeah, we, I thought for sure she yeah. released... I'm like, I've seen her name on my car radio thing. and You know, she, she released a couple songs before the Pill for oh. This came out. So it's possible that you yeah. have heard her. Oh, yeah. okay. She I'm released a couple yeah. leading up to this. Also, in the promos, every single promo was, we ain't got a pill for this that and they were like yes that's why so it's like by the time the okay. song came out it's okay. like oh we it's know this already exactly okay. Okay. super smart that has wow. to be it. Yep. you just like yeah I wish you were here last gotcha. week would have saved me a lot of time <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That does make sense. That's it. We've solved the mystery. <laughs> yeah. So we've got a little bit of time left, and we're really excited to get to our special guest interview with Josh Wood. So just a quick little uh, roundup if you guys haven't been tuning in or following along or just need a refresher. But Josh was on the episode five with Megan Trainer, yes, and his song was called Alone. Yes. And I just want to... Um, First of all, like, get your experience about, like, first of all, question, did you know it was going to be Megan Trainor? Not technically. They told, they tell you when you enter song land for orientation and, and, you know, you're getting the lay of the land and starting to do things like wardrobe and rehearsals. They tell you that it, it, who your artist is. Um, I, I I thought it was going to be either Megan Trainor or BB Rexa, who has ended, maybe she'll do season two, but she wasn't on this season. Mm -hmm. Um, just by the way that my song, like the style of it, I, I was like, I have a feeling this is for Megan Trainor. So when they said that, I was like, okay, yeah, I, it wasn't out of the blue completely. Um, but yeah, that was, otherwise it was, I didn't technically know. Yeah. yeah. Can you take us through like the, let's like, let's start from the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. how did you find out about it? How did you audition for it? The totally. audition process? Mm-hmm. Like just. I don't remember how I first found out about it, but this, they've been trying, they've been, this Songland as a show has been a huge years long process mm-hmm. um, with Dave Stewart and, and Audrey for the executive producer of The Voice. They've really been working on this to make it right. Because when you're dealing with something like, you know, songwriting and intellectual property, there's so many layers to make sure that everybody's taken care of and that contracts look good and it's, you know, people aren't getting taken advantage of. And so they really put the time in to make this a show that was really a win for everybody involved. And um, so two years ago, I heard about about it they were taking submissions I submitted I auditioned and then I never heard anything I thought oh, maybe I didn't didn't work out for me or whatever um, a cu- just a year ago or so um, a associate casting producer who was a, who's a songwriter a friend of a co-writer of mine um, 
reached out to me because I was referred and said, hey, we wanna, we're doing this, we're just going back up, let's get you back in. And so I submitted some songs and in the process of first submitting and my final submission, I had actually written alone with some co-writers. And so they were like, if you have any others, just in case, mm. send it, send them to us. And so I sent them alone with some others. And then after a couple of weeks, they're like, okay, we really like this song now. Mm-hmm. And so that ended up being the one. It's very interesting because they have a very complex job of getting good songs from songwriters and then trying to like match them like puzzle pieces mm-hmm. with the artists yeah. that are going to be on the show. Um, and so behind the scenes, they collect the songs that they think are going to be the best fit for the artist. And then they tell us which song they've chosen. And then they tell us which artist it's chosen mm-hmm. for. So it's a super complex process. Um, but I got in and uh, started rehearsing and then ended up, you know, doing my first round for uh, Megan Trainer. I was really really nervous and I was also really excited and I got very emotional when I saw her singing my song back because it was sort of like you know a big dream of mine to have a big artist sing my words back that was like the most validating thing that's ever happened it's like I was seen and like I was legitimized in a, in a big way um, and you know immediately entering the room uh, it's almost like Shark Tank you know what I mean you're, you're pitching your idea you're hoping they, they buy it um, but it was just like a bubble of warmth and love you know everybody was so positive and wanted to see me do well and wanted to see all of us win and they were so engaged it was surprising how they you know picked up on little lyrics and they you know little things that I was like oh I'll get away with that line it's fine (laughs) they were like no we're confused by this and I was like yeah (laughs) that's why you guys are the professionals um and so but it was great and then when they called me back to tell me that my song had gone through like I I kind of felt really good about the first you know initial presentation so I was very relieved and happy when they told me they were going to take me to the studio Um, one thing that they don't show in all of the episodes they show in some is our reaction to walking into the producer session Um, because Mm -hmm. what, what really it was set up as is there, it was a surprise. They didn't tell us who we would get. So for all of the contestants the whole season, there are these great moments where it's like, oh my God, uh, I'm with Ryan Tedder. And oh my God, it's Shane. And I did not expect to be with Shane because my song was so pop. Mm-hmm. You know, there were other songs on that episode that were leaning a little bit more songwriter, a little more country. Um, but they put my song with Shane and I was actually so excited because it's so not a country song I was like I need his lyricism I need his heart and I, I, I thought it was such like a, a perfect almost like opposite attracts moment for what he brings and what my song was um, and when we were in that producer session it was like a vibe I got lost yeah. I was like we're writing this is totally real we're, we're doing this and then all of a sudden they're like alright well that's our time and I'm like we just we just got going oh, like oh what's going God. on it felt it felt so i mean it didn't feel like there were cameras in the room at all um and then so we went off camera to uh his studio and we that's when we like really worked on it wow. and that was when it was like my favorite moment of the entire experience is when i was in like a private studio there's like a pool outside it's just yeah. us and the producer and we're really working on it like i do in my own sessions except i'm working with shane and he's yeah. got like 38 number one songs or something like that um so yeah uh you know went back and did the final performance and uh 
I, I knew that it wasn't going to be me at the end. Oh, yeah. Why? B- based on when I did my final song, everybody was like, we, Josh, we love you. I'm like, uh, no! no! Like, after you performed? Yeah, I was just like, I. they were so sweet and it was so nice, but I was just like, I just knew. Yeah. And I was... I was so happy because, like, I love my co-writer. Uh, I didn't write with them, but the other people on my mm, episode. Yeah. I mean, I was truly mm. happy for everybody there. Awesome. And, like, whoever it was going to go to, I was just was so happy for them. Um, and then it ended up working out great because after we wrapped and, you know, I went through, like, my week of sadness for not <laughs> winning. You know, they, they called happy us. happy sad. My yeah. Happy, it was, it was, like, nah, it was sad. sad. It was a mixed bag of emotion, let's just say. Uh, they, they called us back and said, hey, we need you to come back and, like, rewrite some things, and you're going to actually record it and put it out. And I was like, oh, my, oh okay. my God. Cool. So then that, yeah. is, that is now, like, the, the standard for each episode is that the songs that don't take the win, they get put out also. And, and that's so great. That, I mean, that was, like, sort of the unexpected treat out of all of this is that now I have, like, a presence as an artist, mm-hmm. you know, on Apple Music and Spotify and all that, mm-hmm. and that that really w- allowed a lot of, you know, eyes to be drawn toward what I do as an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, from head to toe, that's that so was that yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's a really cool experience. It's yeah. so nice to hear that, like, the way that we yeah. see it because we feel like that we feel like it's such an inclusive place and everyone's like on the mm-hmm. same team it is. so it's nice it to really hear that is. it's actually like that oh, in real it's, life it's, it's nice really to like hear that. it's actually better than that yeah. the yeah. fact yeah. that you get to go off camera and Shane is still working with you to me that's like oh, yeah mind blowing because these people are busy yeah. <laughs> they're busy and from yeah. a produ- production standpoint the fact that you were saying they take so much time to match the right songs with the art like that pre-production oh, yeah. really incredible. I think is also why this show has been such a success because yeah. it's they're so authentic. Yeah. One hundred percent. There's a reason it looks so easy and flawless yeah. is because there are so many like weeks worth of pre production and planning and like things that are not filmed on camera. I wish personally, I wish the show was two hours long yeah. because if they could show even more of the process and give even more backstory for each writer. Um, but it's it's a lot. Like, yeah. you know, to go through four different songs and four different mm-hmm. artists and three mm-hmm. different producer sections and, you know, seven performances at the whole thing. It, it's, it's a lot of content. And so, you know, I think they found a, a balance that works and that is very consumable by audiences mm-hmm. and it's been very successful. And mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, shoot it was the first season like it, until it came out nobody really knew if it was going to be great mm-hmm. um and it's been great and it's gotten great audience reactions so i'm i'm really blessed and honored to be have been a part of it yeah well yeah. we're glad to get you and since we do yeah. ha- we do have you here and we have extra time here i would love sure. to get into a little bit of your backstory <laughs> totally yeah personally so um i know you Went to I went to college for music, yep. and then right after that, you moved to Hollywood. So, did, yeah. what was your like mindset and your trajectory? Like when you graduated college, and you were like, "I'm going to make it in the music business. I'm going to go to Hollywood and do this, this, and this." Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like ever <laughs> since I was three years old, I knew that it was music. Like, it's really just been. I don't have an addictive personality for other things, but I guess with music, it is like the only option. (laughs) And I think that's something that resonates with a lot of artists and songwriters because it's such a crazy industry. There's no guarantees. There's no blueprint for how to do it. I think it's really the personality types that are like, 
I have to. I, I just, this isn't. This is the only thing that that stick around and end up going. You know, rolling with the waves. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, I went to school, and the whole time in school, I knew I wanted to be a pop star. And uh, all four years, I was like, okay, yeah, but like, you know, I was just like mm-hmm. not at 18 years old, ready to like go and live in Hollywood by myself. Um, oh yeah, I like yeah. This song. that's what's up. Here we are. Oh, that's me performing at LA Pride. Oh we made a music God. video out of it. So it was a fun. This is your song. This is your my song. song. This is my song called Vibrate. Okay. Yeah. Was this before or after you're on the show? This was after I was on the show. Okay. This was at this year's LA Pride Week. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this was great. This was the second song I wrote in Nashville. But um, yeah, I like I graduated school and I was like, all right, I'm 21 years old. It's now or never. And so I just like was like I'm going to Hollywood I got a job at Starbucks I was like I don't know any I don't know anybody nobody I knew one vocal teacher that taught at my school who also taught me in Hollywood that was it I've Mm -hmm. like randomly just met everybody along the way by like telling everybody I'm a songwriter and that I do music and it's it's been a journey and I definitely sometimes I'm like well why didn't I hit success when I was 21 or 22 years old and there's a certain element of you know finding humility and saying like okay well there was a lot to learn Mm -hmm. and I didn't grow up in LA and I didn't really know any songwriters I'd never been into a studio session until I was like 23 years old and so you know to be here still doing it I just feel really you know happy that I've been able to find my little clicks and you know find my voice in all of this Mm -hmm. and I think Songland was a huge step in my confidence because I'm like okay you know we always second guess ourselves but then I get this opportunity to be validated by people like Shane and Ryan and Esther and Megan Trainer, and it's like all right I'm on a path and it seems to be the right one so I'm just gonna like keep going for it Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah so how did you get from Starbucks into your first studio session Um, how did I? I was, I worked at Starbucks. Uh, one of the customers was like, you should be doing commercials. And I said, okay. And so he like, he put me up with an agency and I started going out on auditions. And then I started working at the Apple store, selling iPhones. And, um, at, uh, we went out for someone's karaoke night birthday at which point somebody there was like you should be in a boy band and so he was starting this boy band project and then through that boy band project I started going into studios and meeting producers and like one of my co-workers at Apple is a really great producer so we started writing together and then it just kind of snowballed from there um when I was younger I uh, after Apple and uh, some other projects I said okay I need to meet people like in the industry I gotta like wedge my foot in the door somehow mm-hmm. and I was like I have a college degree I've interned places I'm gonna go that route so I started interning at uh, uh, two major publishers and so after my internship ended I was just like not asking for anything I was like very shy mm-hmm. fly on the wall um, that's where I actually first met Jason Evigan who was the guest mm-hmm. on tonight's episode he was producing for I think it was a Rihanna writing camp and I was just there and I okay this is a funny actually story (laughs) if you guys want to hear it I was the intern 
and uh, Jason gave me his debit card and pin to go get cash so I could get him and Bonnie McKee, another songwriter, burritos. And so I was like, great, I'm getting Jason Evigan burritos? Like, I've made it. (laughs) And so, yeah, and so I got them burritos, and then, like, an hour went by, and I see him, like, pacing back and forth. And then um, an A&R says, Jason really needs to talk to you. And I said, okay, whatever. And I go into the courtyard, and Jason is like, dude, what the hell? Like, I have $500 missing out of my account. Like, what happened? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I, I just got the like, $20 out of the ATM. And he was, like, going with it. And then he's like, I'm oh. just kidding. Oh. He, wow. He totally, wow. totally pranks me. Oh, my God. Totally pranks me. You, that's yeah. like a in your and life. I was, I went white as a ghost. I was yeah. dead. I was like... Okay, I've been, now I've been pranked by Jason. I've really made it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but Perfect. like, I I was very shy. And never asked for anything. I showed them some of my music, but I just I didn't want to be that guy that was using people. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's been a journey, just mm-hmm. like knowing my personality, to find that balance of like, you know being strong with my craft but also telling people like this is what I do but not overstepping it by saying like I need you and I'm using you Mm -hmm. Um, but after my internships they hooked me up with like one manager who hooked me up with his artist who had a roommate who was a writer who knew another Mm -hmm. writer and that's when it really started to like build itself Mm -hmm. into like a network that I could call my own Um, and that ultimately has led to everything I've done so far and through a, lots of series of people and events, how I ended up on Songland. Yeah. That's yeah. so amazing. Yeah. 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 That's Every, like a true Hollywood story. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody's story is, is just as colorful and in like its own way. And I, I think it's magical knowing this community of artists and writers yeah. um, that have all, all have a completely different way of getting to mm-hmm. where they get to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love those moments. Like, you should do commercials. Okay, like, yes. yeah. yeah. You never yeah. really know where things are going to pop yeah, out. Totally. Like, karaoke. Just saying yes to things. It's a yeah, yeah, just say yes, yes. kind of Okay, thing. I hate this. I want to talk to you all night. We I have know. to wrap up soon, but <laughs> do you guys have any, like, last-minute questions quickly? What's next for you? Yeah, yeah. what do you have coming up? Yeah, and so a couple projects in the works. I'm definitely still songwriting. Like, that's, that's the goal. And, like, still songwriting. It's like, well you've caught me very much in my like prime of going for songwriting so um, definitely gonna keep writing every day and like keep expanding the people I write with and you know the goal is to be like Shane one day is to be uh, a big songwriter with lots of hits and his own publishing company and his own record label Um, I also manage an artist that uh, has been a really wonderful project for me her name is Katie Turner she was a finalist on American Idol two years ago Um, and so we have uh, uh, several songs out that we've written together and um, a couple new ones that we've written together that are going to be coming out Um, and then what else am I doing? I I put out a small EP this year which has been really exciting and um, I have a couple of DJ features coming up and so it's been fun because Songland has unexpectedly given me sort of a launching pad to do more artist things. I've performed like four or five shows in LA in the last four months which is 
I, before this, I hadn't performed in like three years. Mm. Wow. Um, so yeah, we wanted to come to the Songland thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hotel Cafe, but yeah. we were... Yeah, you guys have to keep it. us posted when you have another one. Yeah, yeah. we will. We'll I, th- I feel like they're doing it every every couple months. Okay. Oh, nice. um, right. But that's, that's a great way to meet people and just stay involved with the community. Mm-hmm. So yeah, songwriting, you know, put getting getting Katie to the top, getting like my songs placed and my voice out there. Yeah, it's an it's a never ending journey. Yeah. So just continuing on the road. Well, well, we can't wait to watch it. Thank you. Yeah. Skyrocket. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time and hanging out with us tonight and sharing yeah. your story. Like totally. we, we love having mm-hmm. guests in studio. This is this is great. Appreciate you having me here. Of yeah. Course. Thank you. All right. So before we go, we want to let everybody know where can they follow you and keep up with you at like totally. Instagram or? Yeah, my Instagram and Twitter uh, is at it's Josh Wood. I T S J O S H W O O D. Um, you know, find my Instagram, and I'm pretty responsive with Twitter. I, you can tweet me, but I like missed I missed the Twitter vote. <laughs> so like, good luck. Um, and Facebook, Joshwood LA. Just Joshwood, I should come up. Um, yeah, cool. and listen to my music on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, Joshwood. Um, and of course, watch the episode of Songland I was on, Megan Trainer, yeah. episode five. <laughs> Hit it on Hulu or whatever. All right, nice. ladies, where can we find you guys at? You go. You go. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Violet Canyon. And I'm on Instra- Instagram at jj.jurgens. And you guys can find me also on Instagram at Juana. And hopefully we will see everybody yes. back here for Songland Season 2. Thanks for watching, guys. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 